This podcast is brought to you by The Province. This is Seen and Heard with Province music writer Stuart Durden. Hello again, and welcome to Seen and Heard, the province podcast with me, Stuart Dardane. And today, I am lucky enough to speak with uh, a man who's in a, a very, very long-lived and uh, important group. Um, we're talking today to Billy Sherwood, the bassist of Yes. Um, the band is on tour right now with Toto, and will be playing in Vancouver on Saturday, September 12th at the Hard Rock Casino. Um, and uh, Billy, I guess you you were very close friends with uh, with late Yes bassist uh, Chris Squire before you came in and filled in his his position, correct? Yeah, we've been friends since the late '80s, actually. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a shock. <laughs> Excuse me, it was a shock to us all, uh, the fans and the band alike. You know, so um, it's a very sad situation. But you know, Chris was adamant that the band live on and many conversations we were having leading up to his passing were about you know his desire for it to continue on forward um you know it was my my thought as i used to tell him was well yeah it'll continue forward with you right there in it you know and he sure. said yeah but what if you know are you do you have the, the passion and the drive to do this if, if i'm not there because i really want you to do this and of course you know guy's been my friend forever and i have a huge passion for yes so i I said yeah i will take this mission on let's go you know now you'd actually worked with the band before um you you were the mixing engineer on heaven and earth and uh and and i guess you mixed the new uh the new album uh like it is uh um live at the bristol hippodrome too right yeah i mean i've worked with them in so many different capacities at this point it's kind of interesting uh starting back in the you know, on the Union record where I was producing and co-wrote the uh, More We Live with Chris and then right. toured with him on the talk tour as a multi-instrumentalist playing keys and guitar and actually did a little double bass thing with Chris on the front of the stream and then mm-hmm. uh, wrote Open Your Eyes and joined as a full member and then uh, as well as the latter, which we recorded and wrote in Vancouver, which was really fun. Right on. Basically living in B.C. there for a while. And then, uh, you know, they, they called me back for the Heaven and Earth Project to mix, and then the live DVDs, and, and you know, it, it, Yes seems to keep coming back into my world. Hmm. Just when I think that might have been the last uh, encounter, there's more stuff coming. And this last uh, chapter was completely unthought of. I mean, no, I would have never imagined what's happening is, is happening, but uh, I'm honored to be in the band again. And play with great musicians and, and keep the yes flame alive because I believe in it, you know. Now, to be fair, it's these are pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, you're a killer bassist, but I mean, walking into Squire's thing, I, I would imagine with the rabid fan base that this band has that there's been people that have got a lot of opinions about that. Um, what's How do you, <laughs> how, how do you approach how do you approach doing the gig? You know? Well, I mean, you know, I, I do my thing the way that I do my thing. I'm not up there to impersonate Chris Squire. You know, I don't play a Rickenbacker because I just, I've never played Rickenbackers as much as I 
worshipped Chris growing up and studied his craft and hmm. kind of took his thing and made it my own. Uh, I never played a Rickenbacker. So I've, I'm secure in my own identity at this point in my career of who I am and what I do. And so my main concern is to play the music as best I can and to sing as best I can. And in doing both of those, that's that's honoring Chris for all this, these years of amazing compositions and, and vocal performances. And so that's that's my main objective when I get up there. I don't really think about much else because it's, right. it's such a you know concentration to to, to play the stuff. But uh, my goal is to just try to do it as best I can. I mean, we've we've had an amazing support system from the fan base. So most of the shows have been sellouts, and. Uh, you know, you're always going to have the naysayers out there who, you know, say, you know, no John, no Chris, no yes. But I know in my heart, when speaking with Chris, that, that he was the of the exact opposite mindset. His his mindset was sure. take this and go, and so it's it's renewed this kind of drive and desire in my heart to do just that. So I I look at it, uh, you know, from an emotional aspect, it's tough. Um, but I know that the the job has to get done to the best of its ability, and I'm just trying to do that for the for the fans and also for myself. You know? Sure. Well, I have to ask because people want to know if you don't play Rickenbacker. But uh, what is your what is your, what is your rig? What's your preferred axe? Well, I use um, Spectre basses, which I've endorsed for many years, nice. and uh, I've got an Arsenal eight string, five strings, four strings fretless. And, I love their tone, and I also use Line Six stuff for the for the effects, which Chris was very you know big on effects and stuff. Right. So uh, you know, all my sounds were always modeled after Chris anyway, <laughs> going back to when I was a kid. So uh, I've got all the sounds dialed in, and the basses sound great. And uh, I use carbon amplifiers uh, for the speakers on stage. Oh, sweet! And that's that's kind of that combination gives me that sound, which. Uh, I, I I was always drawn to that sound, anyways. In in my earlier bands, you know, they always wanted me to have a you know different bass tone and 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 play a little simpler. And I I used to say, yeah, but Chris Fire doesn't do that. His career is <laughs> rocking, so why Sweet. should I do that? <laughs> now, now it's legitimized, uh, I guess. <laughs> you know, when I when I saw that that you were touring, that Yes is playing in in Vancouver and and doing a tour right now with Toto as well. I, I and and you've also played in Toto, so I was kind of wondering. It's like, are you holding down double duty on this or? Uh, <laughs> Well, I never played live with Toto, but I, I composed a song called The Other Side on their record, Kingdom of Desire. Ah, okay. And those guys are very dear friends of mine going back to 1980. Um, to David Page and Steve Carl, the two keyboard players, basically discovered my band Logic that I had with mm -hmm. my brother and Jimmy Hahn and the other guys. And and they got us a record deal and you know basically kick-started my career when I was, God, I think I was 20 years old then. And uh, we've just remained great friends, and, and it's like family. So in, in a strange way, to have Toto on this tour with, with us is the full circle of where I started and why I started. I, I wanted to be in rock and roll because I watched Chris Squire when I was 14 and, right. and said, oh, my God, this guy's a monster. I want to do that. And then, lo and behold, Toto gets me a record deal and starts my career, and here we are together touring now, and it's it's made it actually for me personally a lot more comfortable and, and it just feels very relaxed out here because, you know, I'm hanging with, with my guys and yes, who are all friends of mine and, and also the Toto guys. So it's, it's, 
been really beautiful in that regard. That sounds pretty awesome. I, I guess all that's missing is Captain Kirk. Now I, I'm joking about that, but I have right, to ask. No. I have to ask, <laughs> hey, but it's like it came up. In, it came <laughs> up in your. It came up in your bio. It's up on your Wikipedia um, entry and a few other places. I found it. So, w- what is the William Shatner connection with you? <laughs> well, I produced his solo album called Ponder the Mystery. We co-wrote it together, uh, and I produced it. And it's got a bunch of great artists on there, from Albie Miola to Rick Wakeman and Vince Skill and you know Patrick Moraz. Oh, I don't know wow. if Moraz made it to that record, but there was just a ton of great musicians on there. I get a little lost in who's on it. Sure. Uh, and Bill is just a very, very cool dude. We hit it off from the moment we met, and uh, he's just got an amazing sense of humor, and he's such a warm, loving guy, and a family man, and all the qualities that you know endeared me to him. Uh, not to mention he's Captain Kirk. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't talk about that part with him at all because I'm sure it's the last thing he wants to do is talk about Star Trek. But I was just you know sitting there thinking, man, I'm hanging with Bill, and he's just the coolest dude in the world. So it's it's a blessing, man. And I, a lot of my career has just been a blessing, and and I count my blessings daily. Trust me. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, and, and, you know, I have to say, uh, there's no questioning that, uh, that Shatner is a, a vocalist of singular talent. That's uh, a really yeah, distinctive thing. Um, you know, as a, as, a, as a bassist, but also, I mean, and which came first? Did you start with keyboards or start with the bass? Uh, you know, I mean, you, Actually, you seem I to play started a pile with of drummer. instruments. Okay. Uh, my mother played drums. My, my dad and mother were, were entertainers. Uh, my dad, Bobby Sherwood, made lots of records and was a big band leader in the 40s right. and, and an entertainer in Las Vegas as a mainstay with my mother for many, many years. That's where I was born, was Las Vegas. Um, and my mom played drums and, you know, I, I started playing drums. She taught me how to work the sticks and the kit and drums became my first passion and I used to play along to Yes albums and <laughs> Weather Report and, you know, Mahavishnu and anything that I could try to get challenged by i wanted to play that stuff so um i know the drum parts as well as i do the bass <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of good for better. kind of good for a rhythm player isn't it <laughs> to, you know to be the rhythm section to understand the drums that will really helps i'm sure oh yeah i mean uh, you know it's a, i'm very happy that it's worked out the way it has because i each instrument that i play complements the other one and, and there's a symbiotic relationship there as you just mentioned so mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to understand what you know what all the content is on the table so to speak so having listened to the new uh the new live album um can, can i assume is it safe for fans to assume that that's pretty much like the sets you're playing on this tour uh well no those two live records bristol from the uk and mesa from Arizona, they were doing these full albums at the time the right the full albums on this tour you know because we're co-headlining with toto we only have an hour and a half to play, so the set is a bit more power packed. You know, it's 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 kind of like an energy drink. It's 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 all the high energy stuff, right? Um, and the you know, sort of longer, close to the edge pieces and whatnot. Awaken, you know, that have been played recently. That they're sort of not there, but but the stuff that's in the set is just so powerful, and it's a really tight set. It goes by very quickly. Just. Just as we get to the ending, I'm thinking, man, I, I want to play for another hour and a half here. I'm just getting warmed up. But um, this tour has served well to just sort of, you know, show proof of life, if you will, uh, that, that this band is, is by no means over and moving forward as per Chris's wishes. Do you, do you find it interesting that, um, you know, for a while there, the, the sort of progressive rock, if you will, really got a bad name? Um, and yet, mm-hmm. uh, and yet, you know, some of this, you know... Uh, so certainly a lot of the bands kept going um 
and now it yeah. seems to have gone yeah. full circle again, and you have a lot of newer bands coming out that you know are, are a aren't afraid to have the word progressive assigned to what they do, and also are willing to admit that you know they were influenced by like Yes and Genesis and King Crimson and the like. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting to, to note music and the way that it changes over the years. Um, but I've always been drawn to the music, and if it's interesting to me, I like it. And it tends to be that. For me, anyway, the, the most interesting stuff lies in the prog genre or the jazz genre, fusion world. But by the same token, I love pop music as well. Sure. But prog is always where I wanted to live and, and always kind of have resided. And uh, I, you know, I've, I've been hearing there's a prog resurgence forever, and you know, I'm happy that it's it's taken wing here. And uh, there's a lot of great artists out there and bands doing this kind of stuff. And obviously, yes, is one of the pinnacles in that genre so it's i'm happy to see it moving in a positive direction because that's the kind of music i love to make anyway so it's, it's good to know yeah so last i'd be making it even if it wasn't <laughs> i'd still be doing the same thing nice. i'm glad it's, it's catching on this prog thing yeah very cool uh last <laughs> question but uh you know is there a yes song that you found particularly hard to to play or, or learn? Um, well, I knew them all from playing them with my other bands, doing jams and rehearsals. You know, we used to play South Side of the Sky and Close to the Edge. And, you know, so I had a grip on all that stuff in the memory muscles. And uh, I knew it very well coming in. But before the tour, I really put a magnifying glass on everything and studied it. And hmm. I wanted to go back to the record version and, and learn, you know, the stuff that Chris played on the records and verbatim and and I, i've done that which is cool and i love playing that stuff like that and uh as far as the difficulty level you know I've, i'm the lead singer in all my other bands and i'm either playing guitar or playing bass and right. so it, it's kind of a natural thing to do that type of thing and i didn't really find anything you know that was tripping me up um <laughs> it was really the, the more difficult part is, kind of, you know, when I let my mind wander on stage and start thinking about Chris, it kind of bums me out. Oh, I'm sorry. And, I, you know, I don't want to make people upset, you know, and see be upset on stage. That's not the point. Hmm. I want to try to uplift their spirits at this point and, and make them feel happy and good. So I'm trying to keep my eye on the prize, so to speak, and, and just do, do the best I can, you know. Right on, man. Well, thank you very much for taking the time, and uh, we're really looking forward to having you in town. Right on. I can't wait to come up there. Is Roxy still happening there on that main boulevard? The club? It sure I is. That place <laughs> nightly. <laughs> it most certainly so, is. I, I will be there. <laughs> cool, man. That's great. Right on, man. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. I'll be the right. was uh, yes bassist Billy Sherwood uh, giving a shout out to the Roxy where he promises to be when he's in town so uh, keep your eyes open for a guy that uh, actually won't be walking around with a bass I'm not sure how you would recognize him I guess you need to know who he is uh, so that was VS they're here with Toto at the Hard Rock Casino on Saturday September 12th tickets at Ticketmaster C and uh, next up 
Got a track from uh, Vancouver metal band Saints of Death. It's taken from their new uh, self-titled EP. It's available at saintsofdeath.com. Um, this Vancouver-based groove death metal band is doing something different in that they have uh, a double bass attack. Um, their towering lead singer, Tuan Holiday, uh, plays, sings and plays eight-string bass. And then they've also got Stoney uh, Gingra on uh, the five-string. Band's rounded out with Phil Henry on guitars and Christopher James on drums. And their sound is, as you would expect, for a band with two bassists, uh, heavy. They'll beat Funky Winker Beans uh, on Friday, September 11th, um, for their record release album. And uh, yeah, here's Revolution from Saints of Death.
next up to the herd section of the podcast where we talk about new releases. Um, first up, we've got uh, band Terracraft. They're uh, a Tuareg band out of the Malian Desert. Uh, very similar in style to Tenarowin. Um This is taken from their album Alone, which is on Out Here Records. And the interesting thing, this was produced by uh, Robert Hans, Robert Plant's uh, sort of longtime right-hand uh, man, guitarist, multi-instrumentalist, Justin Adams. And, uh, you know, a lot of people might think Tenarowin were the people that made and created the style of, of sort of long, lilting, desert uh, groove blues. But, in fact, there are quite a few bands out there that uh, play the style. And Terracraft is one of the best. Uh, I think this is their fifth record, actually. They're, they're, they're not new, but they certainly sound fresh. So here, without, here's uh, And By You from Terracraft. Thank you. 
following up on that worldy theme, let's go to Portugal and uh, play a new tune from Bronco, uh, taken from his album Atlas. Um, on the track is Let Me Go. Now, Bronco is actually uh, Lisbon-based producer João Barbosa, uh, and he is a longtime member of the very popular uh, Portuguese kind of world fusion electronica crew, Buraca Son Sistema, um, who are basically kind of calling it quits. Um, after a number of albums and many, many years together, uh, they're going on hiatus at least, if then possibly longer. Uh, so Bronco's coming out with his own thing, and uh, this album's—if you like—if uh, you like high-energy, dancey stuff with a real, um, you know, international flavor, this is a fine album to go with. And we're gonna play "Let Me Go" from Bronco. Tonight, we need to be better than the other. 
one of the greatest American bands to ever come out of the early punk new wave era is uh, Perubu. Uh, the Cleveland band really nailed it when they first came out. And, the, and their first early albums, like The Modern Dance and Dub Housing, are classics, as well as all of their assorted singles and B-sides from, from numerous small DIY labels back in the day. Uh, and one thing that's true is that the, their stuff has been re-released periodically and things, but, but it's been hard to find all of their early material. A lot of people um, cling very, very strongly to having it. And lucky for us, uh, Perubu's, um For the People, it's called Elitism for the People uh, from 1975 to 1978. It's a box set that just came out on Fire Records, a really cool label that's doing a lot of uh, interesting compilations. We're going to play three tracks that they've released out of this. It's, I mean, it's a mighty, mighty, mighty set. There's a lot of material on it, but uh, we're going to hear uh, Street Waves, uh, Caligari's, Mary and, Caligari's Mirror and My Dark Ages. And these are uh, from, I believe, one song's from Dub Housing, one song's from Modern Dance, another one is, I'm pretty sure, from, uh, from one of their singles. And uh, it gives you a sense of, you know, what this band was about. They... they they were very unique and still are very unique and putting out fantastic records. If you ever get a chance to see them live, I highly recommend it. So Perubu.
And last up, we're going to go to Brazil, where we're going to hang out with Badi Assad, singer from Brazil, whose latest record is a collection of uh, a lot of cover tunes, um, many of them very well known uh, from both Brazilian and sort of top name pop stars. And what we're going to play is her cover of Royals. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a turn-up town, no postcode envy But every song is like gold teeth, grey goose Tripping in the bathroom, blood scenes, ball gowns Trash in the hotel room, we don't care Everybody's like crystal, Maybach, diamonds on a timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a goldfish, we don't care. We are incurrent in your love affair, and you'll never be royals. You don't run in our blood, the kind of love just in for us. We crave a different kind of buzz, let me be your own. There you go. If you ever wondered what Royals would sound like with kind of a groovy bossa nova Brazilian feel, you've now heard it. And yeah, the Assad record's fun. It's it's a fun record, and that is actually a pretty cool version of that tune. Anyway, that's it for this week. So by all means, check out the other podcast, theprovincepodcast.com, and I will catch you uh, next week for Seen and Heard.
You've been listening to Seen and Heard with Providence music writer Stuart Durdane. Catch Stuart in the Providence newspaper or online at theprovince.com.